This episode of Nerd Cognito is brought to you by Postmortem Studios. That's Grim Jim Despera, one of the most influential and supportive creators in the hobby over the last 20 years. You have to go and support Jim right now. Pick up something. You're going to love it, whether it's Machinations of the Space Princess for some OSR science fiction, Whitechester for an urban undead city crawl, or TPK for more ways to kill your party. (laughs) Uh, There's something that you are going to love at your table. Go to their website, post-mort.com, and check out his wares and buy something, man. Jim has been a staunch supporter of the independent scene and the OSR end of the hobby for a long time. He deserves your support, and his products are top quality. Again, post-mort.com. Check it out. Grim Jim has something good for you. Now... On with the show. Hey, 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 everybody. It is I, Ryan David. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You're listening to another episode of Nerd Cognito. Glad that you've tuned in. Love to have you on board. The Nerd Cognito Core. What? What's that? <laughs> I know who knows what that is. Let me bring in my two partners. Bert. Hey, Bert. Hey, Ryan. How's it going? It's it's going pretty well. It's going better than it was when I saw you earlier this week. <laughs> I was a miserable fuck when I saw you earlier this week. And I got Kyle. Kyle, what's happening? Um, still miserable. Ah, misery core. <laughs> misery yeah, core. That's all right. That's uh, all right. I'm not, I'm not miserable. That's good. Uh, any of you gentlemen get any gaming in this week? Oh uh, yeah, I definitely did. Um, oh, that's right. You're fucking stacked, man. Kyle, listen to this man's schedule. So Thursday, I had my online fate game. Friday, I had board gaming with you, Ryan. Saturday, I had my Pathfinder game. Um, and I got invited to join a new board game group. So that's going to bring him up to like 28 groups a week. <laughs> wow. No, I have, wow. let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight <laughs> plus one I'm running. Someday I will be independently wealthy and be able to just game like Bert. Yeah. <laughs> Bert, we're going to, we're going to get you a, a fancy snazzy designer suit. Um, we just need to, it has to be something unique, right? Or come up with some sort of thing. It's got to be like, you know raven feathers yeah. or or something ridiculous what, yeah. what you're saying i'm like the gamer man superhero <laughs> or something like, you know? well no spandex we're just, please we're, we're just getting prepped because you know you haven't hit double digits yet so you're not quite no, there i have not yeah but you yeah. know what it it'll all come full circle you just need to run a little bronstein with about 85 people bro <laughs> get it in one, on one, your one leg time. day one, one time. make sure that you don't prep a fucking thing yeah, um, one, one time <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh uh, the, the bros and the foes were in full force this week <laughs> what can i say um we're not going down that path this week we're going to talk about the well, the core subject this week is cores. What's that? Well, it's apparently you can append anything with the word core and start some sort of tabletop movement. So we've got everything from cottage core to grandma core to fairy core to goblin core to pink sock core. You know, it's <laughs> Google it. Pink sock. Uh <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, do that don't do I wouldn't. <laughs> but um no apparently you know if you are incredibly uninspired and lack creativity like so many of our sparkly friends do all you need to do to be successful in the tabletop gaming world is create a core hey i'm gonna make dick core <laughs> uh, but we're gonna talk about cores other fucking cores um bro uh, that, oh can you imagine if the bros make a core <laughs> i don't i don't want to <laughs> 
what is it? False testosterone core. <laughs> Beta male core. Uh, uh, we're talking about the cores. Then we got the news. And then on the flip side of the news, we have a guest with us this week. Um, this guest has sponsored the show in the past. But now that he's not a sponsor, I wanted to invite him on because I think he's going to bring some very interesting perspective for us. I often talk about how, you know, saturated the tabletop scene is, but I do sometimes allude to the fact that the board game scene is far, far worse as far as the sparkly ones. And I've had folks write in saying, I can't really be that bad. And I've had, you know, messages come in or emails come in to the Nerd Cognito email account and say, Ryan, uh, board games, you know, uh, we play D&D. We play tabletop. Board games can't be that bad. And, uh, oh, oh, our guest is going to reinforce board games are even worse. They are ground zero in the tabletop realm of cancel culture. So we're going to bring in William Dalebout, founder and creator of Incel Riot, now Crudforge Studios. And talk a little bit about his games but a lot about just how he has had to navigate some really really choppy waters sound like a game plan boys sounds like a plan for me all right well welcome to game plan core where we risk list down the topics of the show and make you roll 46 <laughs> in or i don't know uh, everything is a core you guys notice this this, this mm -hmm. trend oh. hey ryan i looked it up while you were distracted um bro core is a thing <sighs> tell sure. me it's there a different a thing tell me it's a different, it's a different thing. thing okay yeah it's not yeah. related it's not related to gaming at all it's uh a subclass like music uh core thing oh okay okay and i'm okay with that I'm okay with that because it's a music thing. I, I get it. Cores are there. And I really think, stole my thunder, I really think that's where it came from because you hear about that from the music world, right? Um, I have fat, goth, middle-aged woman with red fingernails core playing right now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but now it's bleeding into gaming. Uh, I'll point to... What kicked it off for me is there's a upcoming game called Cottages and Cerberus that's going to be hitting Kickstarter later this year, and it is a cottage core. <laughs> what do you guys think a cottage core would be? Um, is it a game about like farming, pottery, and baking? <laughs> uh, you're not too far. Just hose it down with about a gallon of sparkle troll jizz, and you have what a cottage core <laughs> is. You are living the country life, doing things that you would do, you know, in a cottage. It is Stardew Valley on the tabletop. If you want to be an old guy like us, it's Harvest Moon, the tabletop version. Uh-huh. So far, believe it or not, I'm still on board with this. Here's where I get off the train. Each player, this is from the Kickstarter, has a resource called Spoons. All right, I, I, I have bad PTSD from the last time we talked about a game that used cutlery as an implement. <laughs> and on one or two successes, they can succeed at the cost of one spoon. Yes, you should actually get spoons out from the drawer and use your fucking cutlery again. Okay, can't go there. Can't go there. Breathe. It's okay. It's okay. It's for soup and cereal. Soup and cereal. Um, spoons is a key resource system in CNC. I okay. I I also don't like that they're using CNC. They know what they're doing. That is a calculated move. They are pulling from castles and crusades in metrics and in SEO by using CNC. They're very aware of what they're doing. Not all Sparkle Trolls are idiots. 
all idiots are sparkle trolls, generally speaking, <laughs> but not all sparkle trolls are idiots. No, uh, right. No. They are an abstraction of the character's physical and mental capacity. The spoon resource system was inspired by the spoon theory, an abstract model created describing the limitations of people with chronic pain and mental health issues. Failing checks and being attacked by monsters cost players spoons, as do some ability. If a player runs out of spoons, they become exhausted and unable to perform a task effectively. Once players out of spoon, their character can no longer successfully influence their world. They need to regain spoons. <laughs> no. Why spoons? Why spoons? I don't understand that. Because it's an abstract model created by some fucking false doctor that describes the limitations of people with chronic pain and mental health issues. It's a virtue signal, Kyle. Oh, you know that if Ryan was playing a game like that, he would be forks. And when he was out, he'd have no forks left to give. I already have no forks left to give because cutlery belongs at the dining room table, not at the gaming table. There have always been weird mechanics in games. Why are you so up in arms about spoons? I No, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there, there have always been weird mechanics in games, uh, you know. Character creation is very simple. Mechanically, you only have to assign your attribute scores, pick three abilities, pick one vibe, and then choose equipment and pets. Equipment and pets. <laughs> not and pets. Not create. Not. I'm not inserting. I'm yeah. not inserting. And and I would play this game if there was a chance to for a hot girl insertion, but there's not going to be. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be you know con hot fives playing this game. <laughs> so <laughs> Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. Come on, Bert. You remember con hot girls? You woke up, thought you did really well, rolled over. You're like, yeah, let me see this eight and a half that I bagged last night. And it was an eight and a half in con theory. <laughs> and yeah. then the next morning you wake up and you're like, oh, hello, Broomhilda. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, 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 Ryan. <laughs> so that's cottage core in an aerial view. And okay. of course, you know, we have. On the cover, anthropomorphic cats and a pet dragon and some sort of elf with tribal tattoos. I don't know. That seems like <laughs> appropriation to me. My Indian uh, friends are offended. Shout out to Ironcaster. <laughs> I mean, it, it almost seems like they were going for sort of like like a Shire vibe, right? Hobbiton or something like that. I don't know what they were going for. They fine. If you want to play some sort of Hobbit little Stardew Valley, I endorse that and bless that. I played Stardew Valley, not to the level that some people did, but I did. I played it. I played Harvest Moon back in the day. Everyone played Animal Crossing at some point or another, except for Kyle. Uh -huh. I never played it either. Uh, shut up, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I endorse that. It's shoehorning this bullshit in that I don't. And it's it's pretty problematic across all of the cores. Let's play some grandma core. <laughs> Tiptoe around that on Pornhub. Um Yeah. Ryan, oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm on fire, man. We're recording earlier than normal, and this bye, is what bye. I'm like in the morning, right? Because I have, I don't have a day slogging me down. <laughs> if by on fire you mean people are burning you in effigy, maybe. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I'll just wait till we get to our first news story, Bert. Just wait. It's going to be fan fucking tastic. Uh, we talked a little bit about it on the Speak preview for those of you that tuned into the Speak on our new YouTube channel. Make sure you follow and subscribe and do all of the YouTube things so that you don't miss moments like we had this Saturday. It was really good Speak, Kyle. But I thought it, I thought it was pretty good. This is the story good. game personified. Core. It's just story game core. We're using core because it's hip, because it's popular, because it's fashionable. 
not because it represents anything. I'm going to play my fairy core. I'm going to play my cottage core. I'm going to play my goblin core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back and let you do this, man, because this is this is great. I can't, I, yes. I can't do solo shows. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bert, 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 if you were going to make a core, what would it be? Um, I don't know. Considering I live in the, I basically live in the woods and I have all kinds of hobbies that are related to like fishing, barbecue. Let's see. Is, is mountain man core a thing? It is. Well, now. it is. It is now. And you just did it. Yeah. Oh no. no. Jer- <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson core. All right, Kyle. <laughs> right. Uh, back, back to you. What's your core? Uh, shit, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Depressed middle-aged core. <laughs> uh, you just smoke and drink a lot. Is that is that how it works? Uh, okay, yeah, there Our you go. Core. Yeah, Dean. Yeah, Dean Martin. Core. Dean Martin core. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making a core because fuck that. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, It's going to be a wonderful, wonderful news segment this week. Oh, so exciting. So, so very exciting. (laughs) You are trying to convince yourself, Ryan? I I am. All right. Bert. Yes. You are a woman in her late 20s. No. Life has not been kind to you. <laughs> That's kind of true. <laughs> as much as you've tried to make things work, your career was a mess. You were estranged from those who were supposed to love you. You felt utterly lost in life, not knowing who you were and what you were supposed to do. But things changed when you met him, a handsome, intelligent doctor who came into your life and saw the light in you where everyone else saw emptiness. Why are you reading romance novel blurbs at me? (laughs) Like you, he's lived a lonely life. (laughs) Deep beneath that confident personality, there's a vulnerable, forlorn little boy who just wants to be loved. To love him became your purpose. To truly live was to live with him and for him. That sounds unhealthy. (laughs) 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 So when he offers you a room in his mansion where the both of you can live together in bliss for the rest of your lives, you say, yes, yes. Even knowing that the sole condition was that you'll be surgically and mentally transformed into a horse. What? (laughs) An entirely new body and mind. It's such a small price to pay for a lifetime of peace and happiness. Is this some kind of weird like human centipede thing or tusk? Oh, kind of. Horse Girl is a solo GM-less journaling game brought to you by Leyline Press. <laughs> wait, wait. So it's a game. It's a game. Journaling game. It's a solo RPG. I mean, we know somebody who plays a ton of solo RPGs, Ryan. Yeah. I don't know that he'll pick up Horse Girl, but I know. doubt that he will pick up Horse Girl, considering that one of the things you need to play Horse Girl is a red Sharpie so that you can draw on your dick. <laughs> Not well, making it, it, it up. It, it doesn't specify dick. <laughs> 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 to be fair. Oh. But it does. But, but it does say naked body. I think is, is the language. The language they used is naked body. Yeah. And there is not a doubt in my mind that you're drawing on your genitals. Well, yeah. Okay. So this is. I, I'm very confused now. Uh, see what as, you see what you see what you miss you when you're not be. online, hurt. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. All right. Uh, I'll cave and show you some horse girl. I don't know that I want to see it. Uh, there's the little blurb that I read almost word for word. I was not Ryaning this up. No, you yeah. weren't. Uh, what is horse girl? Well, there's the physical edition of horse girl. There's the PDF edition. There's the custom horse girl card deck because you can play it with a regular deck of cards, but wouldn't you rather play it with the proper cards? Um, there's the red marker to draw on your naked skin. Out of the solo journaling games I've read, this is absolutely my personal favorite. It jumps into my head. I, I can't even read this shit, man. I was going to read one of the testimonials. I, I got nothing. Um, there's the mentally defective human being that created the game. Well, got and, the teeth of a horse. Well, yeah, is, is that teeth or is he gargling something? Oh, don't know. Don't know. Well, I mean, question, is this sort of trying to be a sympathetic take on like a bo like a body horror movie like uh, you would think because they yeah, start uh, out like that right right there you know body horror has been a horror genre forever is this somebody trying to you know I, you put a different spin on it you would think but then as you read through it it is someone just imposing their mental illness on you and they had hundreds of people sign up and give them money for the privilege of being abused by this content creator. And, of course, it's being published and illustrated by Leyline. So, man, Kyle. Yeah. If I made a game called Hot Ass Goth Girl with yeah. the exact same mechanics, I would be lambasted. As a misogynist, as a sexist, as a dirty old man. You'd be shadow banned, and then you'd be banned again, and then you'd be shadow banned again, just for good measure. Not changing a fucking thing. Just skinning it into hot-ass, sexy goth slut. Yeah. I would be absolutely destroyed. But if it's a horse, it's okay. I... I'm pledging this for the digital edition. <laughs> because no, mechanics can't be copywritten. I am going to release hot ass sexy goth slut. <laughs> Ryan, Ryan on drive through RPG. I'm gonna pause auras and crank this bitch out and we'll see what happens. I know what's gonna happen. Ryan, no. I'm going to buy it. That's what you know is going to happen. I'm going to buy it. I have the AI model to to do the art. Hot ass, sexy goth slut. <laughs> oh. The journaling role playing game. Coming soon to you from infamous media group. <laughs> oh, Ryan. Do it. You make my brain hurt sometimes. <laughs> What? It's the exact same thing. Right. I'm tipping my hat to the mental disorders and just imposing what normal, sane, red-blooded American males really want, which is hot-ass, <laughs> sexy goth sluts living in our mansion. Yeah. Circulating their naughty bits. Circulating their naughty bits <laughs> with a red marker. Right. I'm circulating <laughs> their body oh, bits. <laughs> Yeah, you're oh, circulating something. Uh, Good lord. <laughs> oh, I'll just move to the next article, right? Right. Drink yeah. less coffee, Ryan. <laughs> I've had zero coffee this morning. Then drink more coffee. Whatever's I'm having going a Long on. Island again, and it's 10.45 a.m. I've never <laughs> stopped because I made a whole picture of them, and I'm finishing off the last of it right now. Oh, is that what the problem is? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bad influence. Uh, uh, did you know something? If you're not talking to animals in Baldur's Gate 3, what is even the point? That was the headline. Subheadline, hiss. I say hiss. 
Baldur's Gate 3 gives players so many possibilities to role play and express their creativity. But now folks are finding that the best way to express their creativity is from talking to the animals. Now. All right. Do little. I mean, that was always that was a druid thing. Right. Several editions. I was going to say, I'm okay with this. In a high fantasy sort of druid sort of haha you know even even the witcher 3 my favorite dlc adventure was when you're fucking talking to your horse right <laughs> do you remember do you remember that that quest bert i do it was it was great and 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 they addressed all of the things that people questioned about the mechanics of the horse in that quest too and Geralt's like, oh, you're always there for me. And the horse is like, yes, I can't tell you how many times I swam across an ocean just to be right by your side. You know, <laughs> um, here's the difference. They're doing it for the wrong reasons. They're doing it because it's ha ha. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Humor, which is the only sort of humor that they have. It's not that they have no humor, which is what I always believed. It's that their concept of humor is so diluted right. or diluted. I want to make sure that people don't think I said diluted because I used to say that. It's diluted to the fact that, oh, my God, that's so crazy. Ha ha. That's that's the extent where their humor mm-hmm. can, can, like, max out. And so, you know, we we have it now being popularized through talking to animals in Baldur's Gate 3 as the core thing you have to do when you're done fucking the animals. So. Animal talk core. Animal talk core. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, theoretically, if you've got an ability in a game... You know, centering something interesting around it, side quests or, you know, additional lore that you wouldn't discover unless you advanced a skill or used a skill. I mean, that's part of the of, of these larger games. Yeah, but they're not um, seeing that. They're saying, ha, 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 I'm a squirrel. <laughs> do little core. Do little core. Little, do little core. Uh, Bert, I'm totally on board with you, and I'm not diminishing what you're saying, right? Animals and speak with animals, just like speak with dead, that it has a valuable role in the game. I had a wizard that was talking to my group in the now defunct uh, AD&D group that I was running. I said that I almost said that I am running, uh, that I was running. And that wizard had a raven familiar that wore a necklace and he could speak through the necklace. Everybody knows the spell mechanics that I use, so it was legitimate, right? Um, But talking to animals is fine. Talking to animals because, oh my God, that's crazy. We're talking to animals. It's the best part of the game is not fine. All right. Well, I mean, how many times have you liked the side quest better than the main story in a game, though, Ryan? I I hear you, Bert. I'm not disagreeing with you. But I'm saying we are coming from a point of sanity. Why is it always animals? What's the what's the big thing about animals? Everything's animals, animals, like horse girl. And if if we answer that question, we'll never be able to sell another sponsorship. Everybody knows what the thing is with animals. They're normalizing the most atrocious behavior to desensitize the world. Uh. I don't want to get political, but why do you think we're seeing the influx of fucking bears? Yeah. And drawing on your dick. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Um, I told you guys to watch this show. Did did anyone follow my advice? No. Uh, no. Heels no. on stars. Yeah. Um, 
Is that the next thing you're going to start nagging me to get? It's stars now. Now that I got Paramount, you're going to. No, it got canceled. It got canceled. You don't have to get stars. Heels got canceled (laughs) at the end of season two. It was a casualty of the now resolved writer's strike. Um, And not because of performance, but probably as a big kick in the balls to Stephen Amell, who originally chose not to pick it and was vocal about, hey, I support my union. And I support the ideas behind my union, but stopping work is a bad idea. I've always said that, even when I was in a union position. I said, if it ever came down to it, you guys strike, fuck you. I'm not coming in to do that. It's bad for business, for our business and for the business's business. Um, Well, uh, Heels was canceled, but they are very actively pursuing a new home. And I really hope that they find it because... It is saying something when a show that has a pro wrestling theme can suck my wife in as a drama series. Right. And Heels did, not to mention it ended with a cliffhanger. So uh, Heels is looking. They're actively shopping it. I do hope that it finds a new home. Because it really was spectacular. And when we say wrestling, it's not a wrestling show, right? It's it's about the business of the business. Uh, crazy cliffhanger ending plus, you know, fucking hot-ass Kelly Berglund. Thank God she grew up out of her Disney years. <laughs> she grew up and said, I'm going to take my top off. <laughs> and I said, yes, please. I'll take two. Um <laughs> But, no, excellent show all the way around. Uh, I do hope that it finds a, a home. And when it finds a home, you motherfuckers better watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Last but not least, looking at the movies. There is still a lot of buzz, Especially now with the success of Barbie crossing the billion with a B dollar line of Masters of the Universe coming to the big screen. And it's considered to be the hottest free agent in Hollywood as far as IPs go. Uh A theatrical He-Man movie is almost guaranteed a green light thanks to the path that was laid by almost exclusively Batman and the MCU, right? It just, right. It's logical that it's going to happen. Netflix had the IP and dropped it. Thank you. Writer's strike. I actually (laughs) breathe a sigh of relief with that one because a, it was Netflix and B, I saw their casting for he man. And that guy, let me tell you, bro, that guy hit the gym about 13 hours in his life because he was built like four toothpicks in a gumdrop. Uh, I really do hope that we get to see it. Everyone knows that I am a huge masters of the universe. Mark, I got yes. all sorts of shit. I buy more toys than an adult man should because of yep. masters of the universe. But I, this personally, I just really want to see it and I want to see it done well. And it could be done very poorly as evidenced by the Kevin Smith living abortion. That is his He-Man animated series on previously mentioned Netflix. So one of the things that has come out in this shopping of the masters of the universe properties is that they are using the art and artists that they brought back for my said toy line to produce concept art. What this means is it could be an authentic throwback, possibly as far back to the mini comics, but at least to the filmation series and hopefully to the original comic run, because that was really dark, gritty, dramatic, and deep. But uh, don't, get, don't, don't get your hopes up. Uh, trying not to, but you know I, I I'm really excited for this. Who who was your favorite Masters of the Universe character, Bert? 
Hmm. I know. There's so many good ones yeah. to pick from. There were a lot of interesting characters. Um, hmm. Just say it, Bert. Just say it. We know you want to say it. I would say Skeletor. Uh-huh. Oh, damn it. You yeah. took mine. You yeah. took mine. <laughs> Kyle, that's yours too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gotta love the Skelly. I I tend to go Evil Lynn. <laughs> There's a shock. <laughs> Hot ass goth sluts coming soon to a role playing table near you. That's the news. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh man. Uh yeah, I just I just hope that there's not political insertion. And we know I'm a fan of insertion. That sounds dirty. <laughs> <laughs> I just really hope that they 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 at least make it average, right? They look at they, yeah. they have a template. Look at what Kevin Smith destroyed, and don't do that. Do the opposite, mm. and and you can mm. make a good movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, speaking, <laughs> you're still not sold. <laughs> speaking of political insertion, we have a guest that's inserting themselves into Nerdcognito this week, and uh, it is a guest that has been a friend of the show and a sponsor for the show in, in the past. Uh, they're not a sponsor this week, so I said, why not? And it dovetails with what we're going to talk about because. You know, there, there are folks that listen to our show that are very true and distinct members of the Nerd Cognito Nation, but they are exclusively tabletop role-playing fans. And I've had feedback from some of them that we were their first exposure into the board game and card game world. And they have their minds blown by the fact that I always say, you know, well, if you think TTRPGs are bad as far as politics and as far as sparkly ones, you should see what the board game world is. Well, our guest today not only has seen what the board game world is, but has to live in it and is trying to make a living in it as someone that is on the other side of the political spectrum, and that's William Delbout from Crud Forge Games, formerly Incel Riot Studios. We know him. Hey, William, welcome to Nerd Cognito. Hey, oh, <laughs> what a segue! <laughs> <laughs> hey, the, the power of Grayskull brought you onto the show. So. Oh, I'm, at the, I'm at the inserting myself, like, oh god. <laughs> well, that could be a new card for the next Virtue Signal expansion. <laughs> Oh, I have like four of those. I saw that you were you were previewing them. That, tell everybody that's listening who the hell you are, if as if they don't know already. They know they know oh. Crud Forge if they're regular fans of the show because you were a sponsor before and we talked about and showed on our, uh. our video stream some of your stuff. But folks that are just getting their new introduction to you, who's William? Okay. Well, I am a former uh, uh, commercial illustrator, uh, forced to go underground, forced into a life of crime. <laughs> um, yes, um, I made some. I made some poor political decisions in 2016, and uh, ended up getting myself canceled into a crater. So well, mm. now, poor political decisions. Does that mean that you had an opinion? Yes. Okay. I'm just checking, you know, uh, where we come from, you know, opinions are okay. Cause I, I think we have three very different political opinions in me, Bert and Kyle. Um, but we still all get along. God, imagine that William. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, it's kind of a, a thing like among uh, illustrators to like illustrate your favorite fandom or illustrate your favorite thing. Like, um, for for clicks and views and like every election cycle, people would pick their candidate and like sure. do an illustration or something, and, and that's what I did. I did it early on, and I when Trump was like one of sixteen guys, like hey, that's my guy. I'm going to do him, and I did a big old poster of him, and I posted it to all my stuff. Like the very <laughs> instant, the very instant he turned into like Adolf. <laughs> like oh no, and I woke up and like. I lost my representation. I lost all my clients. Oh, lost, no shit. Uh, I didn't know that friends. that your agent yeah. dumped you too. Oh, my agent dumped me. Yikes. Yikes. So then you said, 
I'm going to make games because that's going to be a safer market. Well, it's something I've done before. It's like if uh, I can't get along with these people, no uh, fault of my own. No, well, uh, it's it's, I'll, it's I'll a just, challenge. I'll, I'll find a new audience or I'll make one. Right. I'll just make one. And so I just started to work on this thing. It was an idea I had been kicking around for a long time. You're like, this thing, this thing on Twitter, it's like a game. It is. There, There's a tabletop creator that's very uh, prominent and friend of ours that uh, I do a show with. So we all know the RPG pundit. He says the best yes. massive multiplayer game that exists is Twitter. <laughs> he, he, he always says that and it's very true it's true it's true it's so performative I, I i i can't complain though that's how people found us that's true so. that's true well it's again i'm pretty good at so i don't mind so much yeah so um i uh i made it into a card game and and that was the birth of virtue signal i i'm assuming that was the birth of virtue signal yes something i i did it on the cheap because it was just cards right right i can i can knock this out real easy and then the board game community got a hold of it <laughs> oh yes well um i might be the first person uh, shadow banned on kickstarter do we want to go into the places all the places i'm canceled or do you want to i mean save that you later? can um uh, the circle that we run in unfortunately has people that have been banned from just about <laughs> everywhere at some point or another um we were i well, was talking to another creator uh that's you know unfortunately shadow banned on kickstarter a uh, prominent <laughs> creator yeah. that uh used to you know crank out kickstarters they would get front page coverage and then once you rattle the wrong cage you can still go on kickstarter but you don't get anything from them so, oh no, yeah. Um, the first week, like Virtue Signal, the first one, it went straight to the top of the charts, number one on board games, number seven across the entire site. Peter Thiel called me, like, I got started getting like newspapers calling me up. People were messaging me, like, How are you doing this? I'm like, I don't know, I've never done this before. And uh, as soon as, as soon as I hit my goal, boom, straight to the bottom. Ugh. So, straight to huh. the bottom, all there, the way to the bottom. There was enough buzz that. People were paying attention, I guess. <laughs> yes. And uh, Board Game Geek uh, pre-banned me. Yeah. Before and, the game even came out. <laughs> and, you know, Board Game Geek still staying in tow, you know. I'm not sure if you know this, but the stuff for Portland Occupied Zone is scrubbed regularly on Board Game Geek. We talked a little bit about it before we came on the air in your pre-interview. Really? I didn't know it was ever there. But I, uh, you know, I was watching it from the time we first started talking and you became a sponsor. And then I revisited it a couple of times in between. And I'm like, I know I've read comments. I know I've read these reviews and they're just gone. The rating persists, really? but the content behind the rating is gone. And it's really curious. Now, I don't know for sure. So I said, oh, they're scrubbing it. They're allegedly scrubbing it. <laughs> but it, it certainly appears as though that they are doing that. And it doesn't make sense because, first of all, not only is the art spectacular, and that's your bread and butter. Oh, you know, if I, if we could afford to commission you to do character portraits, we would. <laughs> you can afford it. You can um, afford it. <laughs> but, you know, the it. games themselves particularly virtue signal i knew about that since it launched are decent games they're good games that you would want to play that are absolutely 100 satire and if people yeah. look at this and they're imposing reality onto satire there's a problem with the brain that's making that connection they're not used to being criticized that's fair point but everybody is criticized today it's so no, polarized not them not them they, they, they always hide behind like an issue like they use human shields like i'm hiding behind my issue right and they put up the like the barrier of like people or whatever whatever it is they're hiding behind and that takes all the blows for them you know what i mean and the way i frame the game like intentionally is like it doesn't touch any of that right it's not about issues at all it's about their terrible personalities <laughs> <laughs> and 
it, it's not exactly agnostic to the fact that there are terrible personalities on all ends of things too, right? Oh, no, not at all. I always say, you know, I'm not a hater. I hate everyone equally. <laughs> I don't discriminate in my hate. Um, but the, with Virtue Signal and Portland Occupied Zone, there are ha-ha, nudge-nudge, wink-winks for all of the different archetypes in yes. across the entire political spectrum. And that's yes, why it blows my mind that, sure, if we had to say... This game leans in a direction. Sure, it's a, it's a right-leaning game. But it's a right-leaning game that pokes at everybody. And that's yes. why I don't understand just the, the visceral reaction when someone says Incel Riot Studios. And I'm curious, is that the reason for the branding change? Um, that's part of it. The name Incel Riot is like pre-censored on a lot of uh, email servers. So like emails don't get through. And, um, uh, well, the big reason is, um, my, uh, anytime I tried to make a bank transfer, it would get flagged every single time. Oh, oh, man. See, wow. see Kyle, this, this is the deeper level of where things go. Uh -huh. and, and it's, and it's amazing. Uh, Bert, what are you thinking? Yeah. I'm, I, there's nothing wrong with a little notoriety. I mean, it gets the word out if you, I mean, but it seems like. I recognize the games for what they are. They're satirical. They're, you know, I'm looking for, are they mechanically sound and fun to play? And the answer is yes. But the, uh, you know, they're definitely a satirical thing. The question that comes to my mind is, how does this influence, like, your future projects? You, you know, you face this uh, sort of uphill battle to get things out there. You know, the next project that you're working on, you know, how is that, that uh, sort of notoriety you know, affect your creative process. <laughs> um, gosh, if I wanted to be rich, I'd just take your corporate job. <laughs> you don't That's what I was want doing to before. Do <laughs> I mean, I could and get the house and the car and the, and the, you know, and the dog or whatever. I don't, what do people do? Like some kind of a shark skin suit and like live in a house where the pool is like on the balcony. I don't know. I saw that on a film once. <laughs> yeah. What a boring life. What a boring life. I'd rather make trouble. Right? Fair enough. <laughs> why, why, why make art if you're not going to make trouble? Okay. That, I love it. That was the artist answer. That it really yeah. was. Yeah. Kyle, where, where are your thoughts bringing you on this one? I'm Cause, just... Because I know that you... you Kyle likes board games, but isn't like deep into the board game world. So when I was first explaining your situation and what had happened to you, to him, he was like, huh, what? <laughs> so yeah, ahead. I'm really kind of, yeah, I'm really kind of blown away by the fact that, uh, that that sort of thing happens. I mean, the bank transfer thing you just revealed, just, I'm still in shock over that. Really? Oh, that happens Damn. a lot. That happens to a lot of people. Uh, YouTuber uh, uh, that I used to sponsor, his bank account got suspended all the time Ugh. for YouTube. Wow. This is this is years ago. I had no I idea. Like, I had no idea. I really didn't. I guess I'm naive. I don't know. I guess I yeah. am too because I had never considered that. And we tend to poke the bear with some sharp sticks. Sometimes we've never run into that. Of course, we're not bringing in. <laughs> mega transfers were right. uh but geez um i guess i gotta watch the the nerd cognito account huh Let's see what happens next, well, next time someone it's, it's sends the us eight bucks we're, we're screwed <laughs> it's the kind of trouble you want it means you've you, you've arrived right when people right. Are, when people are taking interest in you and like okay we gotta stop these guys yeah man, that means though, you're doing well have you had conversations with other financial institutions and said, hey, this is how it is? Or is it just like a, a market blacklist? Um, well, I moved all my business to a, uh, a local credit union that is friends with my parents. Okay. <laughs> for precisely this reason. Um, so we're good there. Don't do Wells Fargo. Um, yeah. Uh, things are shored up, well protected. Okay. And uh, yeah. Well, that's huh. that's good to know. Your social media gets slapped down all the time, constantly shadow banned, constantly 
uh, our big Facebook account uh, was destroyed. Somebody took yeah. a very active interest in destroying that account. And what's interesting is that no one has stepped forward to brag about it because that's one thing that 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 the they thems like to do when they when they mm -hmm. do they'll well they'll yeah. say that they Facebook, did it. They do that to a lot of people. Well, yeah, it's yeah. true. Um, we've all but abandoned our Facebook. It still exists, but um, yeah, it feels like an abandoned mall. As far yeah, it does. It does because Doesn't no one's it? converting any business on Facebook anymore. No, the only folks impossible. that are walking around the circle are the the octogenarians. So it is. That's the perfect, <laughs> perfect analogy that it's the abandoned mall. Um, the kind of yeah. scary mall that has like four stores. One of them's a gun store, and the other one's caramel corn. And they're right near the entrance, and the rest <laughs> of the inside is just like this cavernous waste. <laughs> oh. Caramel corn and guns. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Oh, Kyle does live in in flyover land, so that sounds like this a good turn. That's a Friday night, man. That's, that's, <laughs> so, what's next for Crud Forge? Oh, um, well, I'm working on a uh, first one that is not a comedy. Oh, uh, we're working. Yeah, uh, working on Escape from Epstein Island. <laughs> not there. There's no satire in that at all. Well, I have to limit the satire because of the subject matter. You can't joke about that. So I'm gonna try to make it as scary. The uh, maybe like a Ghostbusters kind of a thing where the threat is played completely straight, but uh, then you can joke about other things. So insert okay. other jokes, but just yeah, don't. But you can't. You, know, you can't joke about. We're not like, pushing the kid button. You can't, you can't joke about molestation. That's the. Well, you That's can. a bit too far, even for me. Well, it depends what the giant is. <laughs> no, Ryan, no, no, you can't. No, Ryan. No. But, uh, yes, it's going to be as uh, horrific and terrifying as possible. Uh, what's your timeline for Epstein Island? Hopefully I can launch next year. Okay. Got I got an aesthetic. I've got some mechanics. Um, I'm working up the lore. I'm uh, going to do a completely original lore for the... Uh, uh, for the for the scenario, no borrowing, no Cthulhu crap, but it's a, it's a dungeon crawler. Okay. So the object is, is to escape. Right. Right. And uh, you have a um, uh, uh, a secondary goal to get out with as much of your um, soul intact as possible. Mm. And I have this, um, uh, which I, what I think is an original mechanic. It's a circular jigsaw puzzle that like represents your mind slash soul and the island takes pieces from it. That's an interesting mechanic. I, 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 I yeah. dig that. Um, I don't think I've seen something like that before. And it's kind of an interesting idea. Like when you're playing with sanity and things that you can just see kind of pieces of your mind go away. Right. Yeah. It's, it's more thematic. Cause you could have like a countdown or a dial or, or, or that sort of thing. But those have been done. If you're, pulling a piece of a puzzle out mechanically yes. it's the same thing it's a clock but it right it, it's, it's just visual clock. right and and you have the art chops to to pull that off well william thank you for stopping by uh any final oh, thoughts or things that you want the world to know about crud forge uh no just that um oh you're gonna be doing a review Yes. I see it behind you. I yep. see it right there. On it the is. In you. fact, it, it is there uh, for, can't wait. for visibility during the stream, right? <laughs> so uh -huh. I, I've referred to it a couple of times, uh, cheap pop. Um, but no, we, we have one more play scheduled because we won't review anything without playing it at least twice. Oh, uh, you've played already. Yes. You didn't tell me that. Yes. Um, so How'd it go? It went well. It went very well. Um Kyle, unfortunately, uh, has some miles between us, so he he did not right. have an opportunity to do it. But Bert's in in one of my board game groups, and uh, we played it there. We got one more play so that we have legitimately two full plays because we did like one and a half. Um, we did set up and rules, and then we scrubbed and went to another game, and then the next week we we ran through and played a full session. Um, really? Cool. <clears throat> so we're going to do one more full session, and... Then we're gonna clunk out that POZ review, and I'm gonna awesome. 
blow the dust off of my board game geek account and upload <laughs> the video review or or at least the audio because it'll be on this show it's not going to be on our on our video stream uh, but I'll upload the audio to Board Game Geek and see how long it stays up because that's going to be my litmus test. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Um, uh, so so William, if people want to uh, find out more about your games and how to purchase them and stuff, uh, how do they do that? Crudforge.com, all one word: okay. C R U D F O R G E dot C O M. Okay, great. Crudforge.com. You can buy stuff there. Um, you can buy stuff there. You can there. read about the stuff there. You can see uh, William's art and his style is top-notch. Uh, I think everybody will appreciate it. It's very clean and very appropriate for the type of games that <laughs> that he's producing. I, I was struggling uh, for the word, but it is. It's it's very appropriate for, for the games. Uh, lighthearted. Tongue-in-cheek, all, all of those things that are so cliche. But it's so very true, and, and it fits very well. You're you're very good at what you do, William. Yes. Oh, thank you very much. So thank you. Thank you for, for taking the time out and stopping with us and sharing just how insane bits and pieces of the world have become uh definitely talk yeah. to us when epstein island gets a little closer uh well we want to we want to get an update on that and you know we'll be in touch because we we laugh at each other's shit on the x machine all the time <laughs> so <laughs> uh everybody again crudforge.com william dalebout creator of virtue signal and poz and the down the road to be released uh, escape from epstein island yes indeed uh, William, again, great designer, interesting studio, getting a really shit deal, man. Um, you know, it's not a shit deal. It's a great deal. If you've got eight bucks, you can be a checkmark hero. Just like what seems to be our eternal checkmark hero who has our eternal gratitude, Cinnamander, at C-Y-N-N-A-M-A-N-D-E-R, Sin threw us $8, guaranteed that we kept our blue checkmark on the Twitter machine. And because of that, he is the checkmark hero. He also threw us 8 bucks a lot. So he is the checkmark hero through November. But if you want to grab that last month of December and be among a very elite group of fans of Nerd Cognito... It's real easy. Go to nerdcognito.com, click on Be a Checkmark Hero at the top of the screen, and send us eight bucks. And December, it could be yours. You got to beat Sin. You got to beat Sin to it, <laughs> and you might be the next Checkmark Hero. Oh, boys. While we're on that, I guess it's time to go through the plugs, right? What do we need folks to do? I think first and foremost, we need to thank everybody for listening to us. Uh, couldn't do it without you. And you know that you couldn't listen if you were not subscribed on the podcast player of your choice. So whether it's Apple, whether it's Spotify, whether it's uh, iHeartRadio's new guy, Spreaker, um, uh, go and subscribe hey subscribe at all of them uh, the, it can't hoit and then it would come to your device every time we drop a new episode on top of that we don't often ask you to go and do stuff but right now we're asking you to go and do something everybody has a youtube account we just launched our youtube channel Go to youtube.com slash at nerdcognito and subscribe there. It's critically important. We are an infant. We're still days old, right? <laughs> We're not, uh, we don't have a lot of history behind us. Everyone knows that I was resistant to the YouTube. We've got to get everybody that's a fan subscribed. So again, go to youtube.com slash at nerdcognito and send the sub our way that way you could also you know get a notification when the speakeasy goes live that's every saturday at five uh outside of that you can do twitter things you can follow nerd cognito at nerd cognito if you want to follow us you can follow me at i hate ryan david you can follow kyle at dying breed tt can't follow bert because he's playing horse girl 
Uh, I am not playing over. <laughs> Boys, anything else you want to throw out to our very, very loyal friends and fans? Thanks for all your support. Seriously. Um, we've got a, a, a good, we got good fans. We do. We do. And, uh, We're coming up on episode absolutely. of 200. And as I look back at that journey, uh, we could not have done it without you. So uh, we are very sincere, and it really does mean a lot that you guys are so loyal, especially with some of the shit that comes out of my mouth. So, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's appreciated. Um, Bert, anything, final thought? No, nothing really. I mean, obviously, you know, the it's great to have people interested in what we're saying, but you know, the things that were said today, I, some of them I don't want to revisit again. Oh, that's okay. Just get your red marker out. My name is Ryan David. It was a pleasure and a privilege as always. Uh, we are excited. Like I said, we're looking at 200, man. That's such a milestone for us. We're so proud of that. Can't wait to get there and can't wait to talk at you next week. Be safe out there, everybody. Hey, horse girl, why the long face?